You're listening to the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Thank you for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricket and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. I am joined as ever by Ricky. How are you this evening, Ricky? Yeah, good evening. Um, doing well yourself? I'm all right. I've been watching some ICW tonight, Insane Championship Wrestling in Glasgow. It's been good in, stuff. In preparation of uh, Square Go in a few weeks' time? Square Go on the 11th of February, so I'm, I'm doing my homework. For um, for our American listeners that don't really understand what square go means, it is basically a Glasgow scene, and it is um, basically offering another person a one-on-one fight. But that's not a good slogan to put on posters, so they just went with square go. Yeah. So people outside of Glasgow, or people, uh, I'd probably say people outside of Britain probably won't get it. Aye. I'm sure most folk will probably hear it some different version of it but we're going off on a tangent already and it's not even a minute long so let's get to it it's been another yet another busy week in the world of wrestling and it would be remiss of us not to mention the controversial incident that's arisen with Enzo Amore and the sexual assault allegation that happened in October what are your thoughts on that? It's just um, it's unbelievable like like, deep down, like, there's no real winners and losers here. Like, utterly shocking. Like, you don't know who to believe. I think... When you, when you listen to the girl's story, the alleged victims, you never ever want to say they're lying, you know? But at the same time, you can't take what she's saying as gospel. And if that... Because if that's the case, then every single person that claims to be either whether sexually assaulted or verbally assaulted or physically assaulted in any sort of any way, shape or form if we're just going to take someone's word for it then there's no point in having a court system etc and all this but for me there's holes in her story that don't add up right but there's she, the one thing that specifically sticks out for me is that she said something along the lines of quote that Enzo says, I've got a million followers on on Instagram and you should want this dick, right? <laughs> that's that's just so sounds like something he would say. Because he's, he's made reference to his Instagram and Twitter followers and all this nonsense. <sighs> um, I think you just sort of need to see how it plays out. I think the WWE done the right thing in releasing him. Because they released him because he withheld information that exactly of the and investigation. If you're withholding information from someone, it's because you don't want them to know about that, obviously. Mm-hmm. But why wouldn't you? Surely you would think that Vince McMahon is powerful as the money that he's got and the access to the type of lawyers that you'd be able to to get. They would try and do right by you. 
worst case, they might say, look, we're going to, we're not, we're just going to, going to write you off TV, going to get you away from the limelight, and we'll deal with this sort of like behind the scenes. So by now it could have been dealt with, and then you could have been coming back in time to the Rumble and pushing on to Mania if you just told them. So straight away you, you've got to question his motives there. Why why wouldn't you tell your your place of work? Why wouldn't you tell your boss? And this isn't just any old place of work. Like it's a very very public uh, public business. Everyone knows about him around the world. So that that immediately brings brings a bit of like hmm, doubt to his credibility. Um, and like I said, he was released. Reports suggest say that because you withheld that and he's known about it since October, because the girl, apparently, well, not apparently, she did, by the complaint, I think it was three or four days later. So it's been ongoing since October. You had ample opportunities to tell them, but you never did. So that and, and it immediately just makes you look guilty. The other thing that I'm going to flip-flop between either side and... The other thing would be that if this investigation has been ongoing since October and he's never actually been arrested. Now, I'm not completely familiar with the ins and outs of uh, this kind of investigation, so maybe it takes a hell of a long time, and I'd imagine it would. But there doesn't seem to be, on on just, just in the face of it, what we saw, there doesn't seem to be much movement or much that's happened. Like I said, he's not been arrested. So are you wondering maybe the police haven't got enough evidence we could have not have enough evidence to charge them or maybe they just don't believe the victim I don't know I think and she claims there was a lot of drugs weed and coke at this hotel or this party or whatever it was the room mm-hmm. reading between the lines then I would assume Enzo was taking this as well if there was as much as you're describing and if that's the case, then why has that not been pulled up in the wellness policy testing? That's true. That, if that was the case, then maybe, maybe maybe it's just he was drunk and he wasn't taking the drugs. Maybe that is the case. So I think, like I said, overall there's no real winners because either a, a woman's been raped and if that's the case, then he deserves the jail. But if she's making it up, she also deserves to be thrown in jail because she's literally just not just ruined a man's life but ruined his career. Uh-huh. Um, but I stand by WWE done the right thing because you've not told him and it's been three months. Never said a single word. And I, I don't like him as, like, wrestling-wise. I don't think in-ring he's terrible. On the mic, I find him beyond irritating, and not even in a good way that you'd find a heel irritating. I found him irritating when he was a face. I'm glad he's not there, and I don't need to watch him. And two months, I barely watched him anyway. But the circumstances are are horrific. Um, I think if you said gun to my head, I would I would always look, I would always take the alleged victims' side of the story. But let's like say some of the things that she said doesn't really add up. Maybe because her head sort of scrambled all over the place and. He's never really been able to think properly when it's happening and probably immediate aftermath after it. Um, but she, there was that story where she, she came out and faked a pregnancy, but she claims that uh, she'd done this because she was off her medication and she was um, openly admitted that she's um, she's got um, that mental, mental illness. Um, 
But then she said she checked in rehab and then she somehow got access to someone's phone in rehab and then that's where she was able to tweet and then she left. But then there's there's other text messages that have come out from one, apparently one of her good friends who said that she was texting some other pets, another girl, the day after saying I was partying with these two guys and doing all this coke. Um, and now I'm lying in next to a famous wrestler. I and saw she that named one. Enzo. That's what so, I did see, I. Sorry? That is one of the things that I did see from it. I've not been following it closely, but I did see that um, picture of the phone screenshot thing. And, and, and like the thing is, like he was, he was in Arizona that day, you know. So whether he was in that hotel, I don't know, but he definitely was in Arizona when it took place. This alleged incident, um, his Instagram shows it. It was at a Red Hot Chili Peppers, I think it was concert. Um, overall. I think, and, and the thing is, like, I just keep hanging back. Why wouldn't you tell Vince? Exactly. And 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 I keep thinking to myself, but at the same time, though, my counter arguments: if you're taking coke, why would that not show up in, your, in the wellness policy testing? Then again, that testing is bullshit. Um, but again, why wouldn't you tell Vince? Because Vince McMahon, and I'm. This might offend some people, but it's it's quite obviously the truth. Defended a murderer and Jimmy Snooker. <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? Like, so if he's going to do that, why? What makes you think this guy isn't going to maybe stick by you when you claim to be innocent, or at least he might look into it to try and prove your innocence? Um, <clears throat> if it's true, he's just an utter scumbag. An absolute scumbag, but there's a difference between someone who's just irritating and you don't like him to then say this guy's capable of raping someone. So it's, it's, it's a difficult one. It really is. Because, like I said, I think there's flaws in both sides of the story. In, uh-huh. in red flags, sorry, in both sides of the story. I mean, I understand 100% why in this day and age that you'd want to make an argument for both sides of the story, but I'm going to. Based on Enzo Amore's character, he's one of those people who comes like, he's basically playing himself at up to 11, right? So I believe I believe that he is responsible for it. And if it is true, then this is the worst PR that WWE have had since Benoit, basically. And but I think, sorry to cut you off, I think where it differs from Benoit, though, is the Benoit thing and people can debate it if we want we can say what they want the Benoit thing was was that he had like a the mental age of like a two year old was it and it was just the years of taking countless headshots and countless bumps and taking steroids and all of this Um, but the Enzimori thing just seems to be I don't know if it was an impulse thing or something they just decided to do so I don't think I don't know if you can hold WWE like liable for it I think no, it just so happens it happens to be someone who wrestled for that company but let's see it is, it is a disastrous PR because it's always going to be ex-WWE star uh-huh. it's not going to be a wrestler it's always going to be a reference to that company and see the thing is like all these um, over in Britain you've got the BBC there's been a lot of sexual assault allegations that have surfaced over the last few years with celebrities um, footballers as well over here and just a lot of singers and I'd always wondered we've not really heard anything from the wrestling world with that in recent years so 
I wonder, surely that can't all be squeaky clean. And now this comes about, and suddenly WWE is going to be under the microscope. There could, there could well be people that have been attacked in some form or another, and they're going to um, start making claims and pulling up people. So the press is just going to be constant hounding now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the attention that WWE doesn't need. So Enzo Amore has stained the name of WWE, although it wasn't their fault, although they didn't have anything to do with it. He's always going to be remembered as a WWE performer, and the reputation is going to that will stink from now on for a while, definitely, especially with it coming out in the same day as Raw 25, Vince's recent sporting announcement with the XFL thing. Royal Rumble round the corner, WrestleMania round the corner, The Miz going on to True TV or whatever the channel is that he's on. There's a lot of mainstream press focus on WWE just now and all that hard work that they're doing is just going to go down the shitter because of Enzo. And if it is true, then hell mend him. I hope he gets everything that he deserves. Oh, like, he won't last two minutes in jail. He's going to be... Uh, he like and folks like go listen to either go listen to Rich Latter on his podcast um, or go on his Twitter. Him and James had like a lot of bad, real negative things to say about Enzo. Into quite frank, I don't think you can disagree with anything they said. Um, and like I says, he he really has he's he's really stained that company's name. But the if allegations start to come out about what's took place. It will be from like the late sort of nineties, you know, when they were going through that like um, uh, I can't remember the the name of the era now, the X rated era, whatever it was again. Um, with DX, were at the forefront of it all. Now I'm not trying to blame people, but I, I, yeah, I attitude just started with sort of sort of start of the attitude era. I don't think. I don't wouldn't be surprised if you start to hear things from them because it just seemed to be really really wild back then. Just listening to the stories that people have come out with. Uh-huh. Right. It, it might not it might not be as case of X, Mister X jumped on top of me and and actually did rape me or whatever like that. It could just be a case of guys like flashing and or like grabbing women in an inappropriate places. Because at the end of the day, that's a scumbag move as well. Um, you know, so I think you might you might hear some stories. Um, it wouldn't surprise me now. Um, but like I say, it's just I think it's really difficult to really pick a side just because if I had to, I think I'd, like I said, I'd believe a alleged victim because I would always struggle to say to Why? someone, no, you weren't a victim of rape um, or victim of sexual assault. I think, and also on top of that, the just a couple of things about Enzo that you hear and you saw him and stuff, but the, the one thing that just really sticks out to me is that why you, why wouldn't you tell? Exactly. This isn't. This is not just getting into some random fight. Like this is one of the worst things you can be accused of. If he is, if he is innocent, then fair enough, right? But the fact that he withheld information from his boss that there was an ongoing investigation just smacks of something dodgy there and the way he carries himself on Instagram when he goes to all the parties with the celebrities in Los Angeles or Los Angeles um, it just comes across as a, an arsehole basically so even if he is innocent 
this will be a bad, bad mark in his reputation, and I don't really think there's, even if it is TNA, the impact zone or whatever, can you really see anything good coming for Enzo Amore? People, people, I, I read on uh, a tweet somewhere uh, a couple of hours ago that someone said if he comes through this then he can make a, a ton of money on indie scene. You're like, really? Like, the guy can't wrestle for shit. Like, I don't understand how he's going to make the money. And on top of that, like, I can't even turn around and say that I wish it wasn't true. Because then you're like, you're thinking to yourself to the, to, for the alleged... Uh, from the alleged victim why would you do that like you've literally just ruined a, a man's career for no reason at all and and I would feel bad for him then I really would because like as much as you want to see he's a scumbag and he's this and that but to be accused of being a rapist that's one of the worst things that can happen to you especially if you haven't done it but see if he has done it throw him in jail and his career and life is over alright I just but I also want to say look, Dave Meltzer came out earlier on today and said Enzo Mori has been recently trying to get out of his contract and he's trying to he's been trying to get released really? yep that's what Meltzer said on I think it was earlier on I don't know if he tweeted it I can't remember but Meltzer said it earlier on today see that there was a petition ongoing with people wanting him reinstated saw that have you got a message for that for those people <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> fuck Enzo. <laughs> fuck, fuck Enzo. Fuck Enzo. Again. Fuck, uh, fuck uh, him. Right. All right. Okay. Uh, again, it's a touchy subject, and with a lot of allegations flying from both sides, it's hard to believe. So we'll just leave it at that for now, and move yeah, on. I think. I think we need to. Aye. It's, unfo- it's, it, it, it's extremely unfortunate. Whatever, whatever the outcome is, it's going to be horrific for one person to deal with that and whoever it may be right, so moving on Vince you'll need to catch me up on this stuff Ricky because yep. I was busy earlier when Vince announced his big sports announcement so please fill us in um, so it was about 8 o'clock our time um, oh sorry it was 9 o'clock I think was it 8, no 8 o'clock 8 o'clock British time which was 3pm Eastern that he came out and says he is now going to um, reintroduce or can try and bring back the XFL and he's going to do it in 2020 so two years time did he explicitly say XFL aye I'm sure he did XFL 20 I'm sure he said that oh aye I saw that hashtag that's right yeah Uh, um, so so that's his plan to bring it in two years the reason the first time it failed, right, it was because it was piss poor football, American football, and there was just too much sort of theatrics in it, and it lasted for like maybe a year, and he lost a ton load of money. And now this, he's now going to, like, so he's bringing it back in two years, and his idea is to have eight teams, and it's 40, um, 40 players on each roster, with four teams going through to like the playoffs, two semi-finals, and then a championship game. So that's how he wants to start off. Um, he then says, we are, and I know I'm sort of going off, this isn't really wrestling related, but we'll get to the wrestling point of it. He then says along the lines that um, he's consulted ex-players, coaches, fans, blah, blah, blah. And he's somehow come to a logical, um, somehow came to, his thinking has brought him to 
say there might not be any half time in these games. And and then he goes on about how we're going to look after players and etc. And, and like avoid injuries and all that. And it's like how the fuck can you cut out half time? Like it's a violent sport as it is, and you're going to cut out the half time. Um. So yeah, and that, and then he talks about the ethics committee or whoever may have been on that, and, and you have to meet a certain criteria, a certain mould of person in order to play in the league. Uh, which, to be honest, quite frankly, and I don't know if you know the name Colin Kaepernick, but he's quite a a divisive figure over in America uh, in an NFL player. Right. He will not, not a chance in hell, will he be playing in this league? Um, just because he was. He protested um, during the NFL games by kneeling during the national anthem, but oh, he was protesting right. like. Um, Is that that guy, right? Right, so he was protesting like I think it was like police, police, police brutality, and a lot of people took it as a sense that you're disrespecting our military, etc. And and he's like, no, 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 I'm not. Like I, I respect the military, but I'm doing it for this. And then it sort of it, it took off from there. So he, he unlikely he'll be in it. Um, so you'd imagine people who have like convictions and all this won't be in it. But anyway, so like I said, the first time round he lost an awful lot of money, and this time around it just doesn't sound like it's going to work because it doesn't sound like he's learned. It doesn't sound like something that's going to be sustainable. Um, if you're wanting to do that, why not just create another league and just have it as just pure football, nothing else, just football and because. Obviously, you won't know, but if you're going to do it, now's the time to do it because a lot of people are boycotting, and some of the ratings are down in, it in uh, for some of the games. But tickets to like stadiums or some or some some stadiums are still em- are a wee bit empty. But like TV adverts and everything, they're all booming. Um, the revenue is amazing still. So if you're going to do it, now's the time to do it. But he made a quote which was really really interesting, and you saw it as well. And I was watching it live. Um, that basically says it's going to be two hours long because people can't really concentrate for three hours and watch something he, in layman's terms. Right, did he honestly say that word for word? He said, uh, not, obviously not so much people can't concentrate. He was like, we're going to have two hours game. Two hour, the game's going to be two hours long because basically people can't, won't want to watch it for three hours. How long does and an NFL hung, game last? Sorry? How long does an NFL game usually last? Three hours. Because there's really? a lot of... Um, uh, there's a lot of like uh, TV adverts and breaks because the thing is like see for instance like I'll, I'll quickly explain it to you in oh, layman's yeah. terms so the quarterback you know what the quarterback is don't you uh-huh. so if the quarterback gets the ball right if he throws it I'm the quarterback and I throw it to you right if you don't catch it and, and like so it's a no catch ball hits the ground the time the time on the clock stops but if you catch it then the time keeps going If you, so do you understand what I mean so that's how uh-huh. it sort of works. So sometimes, like you can have games that can go like two and a half hours because it's just quick. But there could be like a lot of games that are really sloppy, um, and it, and it just slows it right down. So it, like, the clock stops quite a bit. So generally, you're looking at about three hours, maybe three hours fifteen at an absolute push. But generally, it's a lot closer to three hours. Um, let's say that's because there's a lot of stoppages and stuff in it. But once you get into the sport, like you don't even realise it because I don't anymore. Um, so that's that, but then it just this is where we now circle into the wrestling aspect. If if people can't concentrate on a on a three hour NFL game, but yet you think they can concentrate for three full hours of Raw every week, 
in your range show that, do they? So that's that 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 was the biggest thing I took it from took from it like from a wrestling perspective is like how can you justify doing it for two hours because of your reasoning your reasoning doesn't add up because if you if your reasoning if if you truly believe that then why are you still having raw as three hours on the Facebook group uh, one of the guys said that there will be no one who has a DUI in the league yep. so. Can we take from that that the Usos are going to lose their tag titles on Sunday? <laughs> I mean, there's double standards there. You know. I think... <clears throat> I think um, he just wants to portray, portray it as this nice, clean-cut league. Who, who he's trying to please, you know, you know, you can guess that for yourself or have your own theories, but... Who his target audience is again? You can have your own theories. Who knows? But that is double standards. Of course, it is. Like I hate to go back to it, but your wellness policy is bullshit as well. Like, it's got double standards. Mm-hmm. Like you can't turn around and say some guys don't get away with certain stuff because of who they are. I mean, if the boss is jagging up, then why can't everyone else? <laughs> oh, big Vince McMahon with his roided up arms. <laughs> See, I've obviously I've not got much input at all in this. As I've said before, I don't even know how to spell what, NFL. What I will so. say, and it'll be interesting to get your thoughts on this, because this is purely going to be wrestling right now. Right. He cannot juggle the WWE and the XFL if he's desperate for the XFL to succeed. You just can't. Aye. Does that mean he gives more power to Triple H and Stephanie? And if so, is that better? Is that that's a good question? Uh, I will touch on Triple H in a wee bit. I've not like I'm going to um, quote shout out to Chad Matthews, the doc on Lords of Pain Radio, his Facebook. Uh, Only good thing that could come out of the XFL is Vince McMahon shifting his focus away from his pro wrestling product, allowing younger people who haven't overstimulated themselves for forty straight years to craft a better WWE. Couldn't really have put it better myself, to be honest with you. If Vince is out of the way, there are many indicators that Vince is out of touch. Some um, brutal folk will suggest that he's going senile. Uh, I think Raw 25 showed that. There's, I've got a lot to say about that in a wee minute. Um, so if it does pave the way for the likes of Triple H and Stephanie to take over the reins of WWE, then fine. I mean, he's going to. He's seventy three. He's not going to last much longer. You never know. He could be one of those Illuminati folk, and he'll live to one hundred and twenty or something like that. But the Queen is the Queen not nearly one hundred? I think so. Aye. Uh, so shout, shout out to the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I never thought it here today. Oh, who knows? Um, so if it does pave away, then. Fair dues to it. Uh, you going to say something? I think, there? I think it will. It just has to. Naturally, it just has to. You cannot juggle two massive entities like that. There's two. One of them's a massive business. The other one, who knows what it could be. But he's hoping it's going to be massive. So you have to relinquish control somewhere, or even a little bit. And I think. 
judging what, what we saw from NXT in the last sort of five, six, seven years or whatever, I think it's fair to say it's going to be in safe hands with Triple H. I think a lot of people have got certain things to say in that about him, but I, look, I, like people have loved, have been massive fans of NXT, and it's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and that's down to Triple H. Think of what NXT was when he took it over, and now when he started running, and now what it is. So that says it, it's it's definitely worth it's worth giving it a chance to see what's going to happen because what could happen is you could basically get a replica of what's happening in NXT on the main roster, maybe not as not as um, as so focused on wrestling as NXT is perhaps, but I think you're going to get away from the whole soap opera feel in a sense to the main roster for the way takes over um, so yeah I think that will be the one positive to come off, come from it because the XFL is going to fail you heard it here Vince your new project will fail but I'll, I'll give it to Vince though 73 years old and this guy's starting up a new business aye fair play to him indeed definitely massive grapefruits massive grapefruits <laughs> testicular fortitude of the man <laughs> <laughs> See, right, Triple H, he is annoying me right now. Triple H? Uh huh. Right. Yeah. This whole thing with him being Triple H, uh, the NXT, the dad of NXT, panders to the crowd at the takeovers, panders to the crowd on Twitter, uh, how NXT is his baby and he's all about the future. Yet, time and time again, he's on the main roster where. There are more eyes on WWE than there are in NXT, and he's involved in that shit show that was the Survivor Series last year, uh, and he's trying to get the rub with being involved in a wee segment with Braun Strowman at the end. Uh, and then again this week with the Raw 25 anniversary show, even though it wasn't the anniversary, but that's a that's a math question for a different day. Uh, <laughs> uh, the revival, arguably, in fact, in my opinion, not even arguably, the best tag team act that wrestling's had in years and years and years, who put on the best tag team matches that there's been in wrestling in years and years and years. They should have been. So what? So the best, the best in that company? Are you saying or the best? I'm not. I'm not exposed to a lot of tag teams over the world, but for me, they are the best in the company. Uh, and they showed that in NXT with their work with, against Revival. And I mean, there's a case to be made to the best in the world. Aye, I would say so. But you wouldn't have believed that uh, on Monday night, where in front of a crowd who had paid £800 for, sorry, $800 to see a load of rubbish. No, I think, I think it was $400. 400 excuse me, sorry. Um, Still a lot of money. It's a lot of money, and the Revival... They got ascensioned on Monday night, and you had said to me during the week, you don't know if it would have been that far as a burial. They basically, the same thing happened. The revival went into the ring, just like the ascension did. A bunch of has-beens on Monday night specifically. You had f- three or four guys who have had drug abuse problems over the years, drink abuse problems over the years, problems with um, answering to authority, uh, fights with the boss and fighting with themselves one of them Road Dog, who is the I believe he's like the main booker or something on Smackdown Smackdown is the mm-hmm. land of opportunity 
but it's all right for these washed up has-beens to squash the revival just for a wee sort of for shits and giggles I'm sorry but that was out of order what happened on Monday night I am not happy and if this is the nail, final nail in the coffin for the revival then Triple H should be ashamed of himself all that work he puts in in NXT's for nothing if the revival are going to get squashed by a bunch of has-beens You finished? <laughs> yes. I mean, the match itself was what two, 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 three minutes maybe. I, I think it was less than that, from what I read somewhere. That's another thing. No offense to the Good Brothers. Who in their right mind would believe that the Good Brothers would defeat the Revival in less than two minutes when it took Revival? No, when it took DIY two fall, three falls to finally best the revival. But that's that's not the main gripe. The main gripe is what happened after it. Um, Sorry, on you go. Was it a burial? Was it a burial? Yes and no. I think the word buried is have is overused. By everyone, myself and yourself included. I'm not saying it's overused in this moment in time. I wouldn't quite say it was a burial purely because I don't like the way we're treated. Let me put it like that. I said it last week do not treat the best wrestling, the, the best tag teams you've got in that company like that. We warned you, Vince McMahon, and you didn't listen to us. But they're not the ascension. Because they're so much better. Because come next week, they might never talk about it again. We'll remember it, just like how they don't care about how about the wins and losses in the past, and they don't care about who beat who and all this kind of nonsense. Um, I think another month down the line, we'll all forget about it because we'll start to have booked properly. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I would have been... I may have accepted it if the match itself went on for about 10, 15 minutes, say, and then it could have been a case of, oh, they've been worn down, they've been worn down slightly, and then they get beat up. I could have maybe accepted that. Maybe. I'm not happy that you treated your best tag team like that. I don't know if I can go as far as a burial, because with a burial, you expect the people, or the tag team or the person, not to be able to make a comeback, not to be able to come back and elevate themselves to where they were. I fully expect this team in about six months' time at most to hold the tag team titles and show why they're the best tag team in that company. Um, I very much hope so. But I'm not but I'm not I'm not overly pleased with it. Time will tell if it was a burial. Um but it's no way to treat them though. A snap reaction for me is how are they going to survive that? See the bar? The Bar are already a well-established name on the main roster. They could have survived a beatdown from New Age Outlaws or the Click, even. Because they're, they're in a tag team title match in six nights' time anyway, and I think they'll actually win it. But the Revival are still trying to make a name for themselves. They've had hard luck with injuries. One of them was the from Atami, so that couldn't be helped at all. But they've still to get their foot their feet firmly in the door of the main roster 
and that won't have done them any favours. And you couldn't, they wouldn't have been able to have a 15 minute match because that Raw 25 was just a mishmash of thrown together segments that when all was said and done was a pretty rubbish night of wrestling. I know it's a nostalgia show, but by God, you could have done it a lot better than you did. Um, one more thing before I move on to the Raw 25. Fuck you, Enzo. <laughs> because because that was meant to be him getting the beat down and not the revival. Are you sure but about that? that? Fucking, yes, yes. I can't remember. I don't know if it was Dave Melzer or it was... Um, is it Brian Alvarez, I think his no, name is? Sorry. Is it not um, Apollo Nation? Sorry, Titus Worldwide? That took his place. No, I'm I'm sure Dave Meltzer. Someone said it. It was meant to be, um, and I don't know if it was Dave Meltzer, but it was someone I read, and I can't remember who said it. It was supposed to be Enzo. It was supposed to be taking that beat down. How they were going to do it, I don't know. But fuck you, Enzo, <laughs> because you were too busy doing what you were potentially doing in October. The fucking revival got fucked over. But that was apparently supposed to happen. Apparently. I am all on board for blaming the Revival's burial on Enzo Amore. Piece of shit. <laughs> um, there was like two or three good segments in Raw 25. Uh-huh, there were. I, I, I will admit I enjoyed the opening. Oh, opening segment. See, when Vince was doing it, I was just like, right, the glass is about to break, we can pop, and it's just going to be a little tight. It's going to be quite fun. And it was, it was fucking excellent, that opening segment. Even the whole GoFundMe thing with a plaque, and it's—it it was, it was just—I just—I just enjoyed it. Aye, um, it was excellent. It was a really great start to the show. Awesome, it was, was on fire. Uh, Roman Reigns and Miz. Uh, for me, we say is what Miz was going to win it. Um, I'm glad he did. I'm glad he did as well. Um, it was inevitable to me that he was going to win it because obviously Roman's potentially going to the main event in Mania, and people on Twitter somehow thought that Roman had been punished for the so-called quote-unquote steroid scandal. I wouldn't mind personally being punished like that in my work, you know. We're, which we're going to remove you. Uh, we're going to, Ricky. We're going to remove you from this job, but we're actually going to move you up the ladder. Thank you. Aye, um, that's. It's not even a case of brushing that under the carpet. It's a case of right. Okay, non-story. We're continuing it, with our it plans. It really was a non-story because you've heard absolutely nothing about it since. Utter non-story. Um, what else did I enjoy? Um, Oh, it was good to see Christian come back and he actually got two oh, segments. Oh, the peep show. Fantastic. <laughs> um, man. I, I quite... Taker's, Taker's ah. promo confused the hell out of me. That was another... to, me, to me, it sounded like he retired. And I want to give it, I want to give kudos to Taker. Right? Shout out to Undertaker. No one in the history of wrestling has took kayfabe as serious as that guy. He never even came out with his gloves or hat or his jacket on. That's because he, he could... left it. I, he he didn't have them because they burned in the fire at the end of... Oh, like, that's true, actually. <laughs> forgot about that point. Um, <laughs> like, to me, it sounded like retired. Like, when he says a lot of those lines, it was like, I've laid so-and-so to rest, blah, blah, blah. You can all now rest in peace. I took that as, I'm no longer going to haunt you, or I'm no longer going to be, like someone who's going to tower over you or like always going to be there watching you or whatever I just took that as right that's him retired now but a lot of people were like I'm confused 
did he just retire? Did he not? And now I'm confused. Like, I think did I hear what I heard properly? Like am I? I don't know what to think now. I think it was another non-promo, which was left intentionally ambiguous, so that whenever Vince decides he wants to use Taker, he can just put it to rest, man. Make him rest in peace. <laughs> he looked good though. I don't. Did he? He still had a bit I of junk on him. I thought he looked. Aye, obviously, my guy's fifty years old. You're going to. I thought he still looked. I thought he moving a bit better than that. But he never had any. Did he came out to nay, um The lights were on. It was weird. It was just even just seeing him without his gloves and his hat and all that looked really strange. And I wonder how they're going to do it if they ever are going to move forward with another match. Um, so who knows? It, very confusing like I said at the time I thought right he's retired and like I was it was confirmation of what I always felt what I always felt for the last sort of 12 like 10 months or so but now I don't know now I'm sort of half expecting him to turn up at some point between after Rumble and Mania um, I I enjoyed Elias sort of going over and beating the shit out of Cena um, I loved his WWE I never even clocked on that before Walk, uh, walk with Elias, fantastic. Um, I enjoyed Jericho being in the back with him asking for that segment he had, and he was wearing his um, his Alpha Club T-shirt as well, which was kind of surprising. Ah, it was good um, seeing him. It was a dead pop for that moment, I have to say. Uh, uh, that's it. The rest was pants. The rest was Okada's you, pants, actually. Like, you could have done so much more, like you say. It's like, it was just, and for a go-home show, it was just terrible. Uh, yeah, we're trying to um, make milestones in diversity with having a Women's Royal Rumble match for the first time in WWE history. Oh, I we've got a few women legends. You've got a two-minute segment where you get to wave at the fans and that's it. Come on. Seriously, Tori Wilson's a legend. <laughs> well, no offence, right? Because she was still looking amazing, right? But the leader was they fucking there. Like, come on, man! Her and Trish Stratus are like. See, when you talk about pioneers of women wrestling, or just women wrestling in general, those two, along with like Mae Young, are, like are going to be the first ones that generally come into your head. It's, I would probably probably say Trish and Trish Stratus and Lita, and Lita wasn't there. I think there was a reason for her not being there, but I didn't find out what it was. I don't know if it was, because I think she just she tweeted out saying, didn't get the invite, but at least I made the couch or something like that. I don't know, something like that. Really? Fucking hell. Something like that. It made no sense. Um, I can't remember, was Beth Phoenix there? No, not that I'm aware. See? I know she's doing the commentary for the mixed... Mixed match, match challenge. challenge thing, but she done... She, she was the most dominant female wrestler at the time where women wrestling wasn't very popular and it wasn't what it is now so much so she was in a rumble she, oh, she stood out so much and, and if, you, I mean, if you threw her in to the women's wrestling nowadays she would stand out as well I thought she was terrific nowhere to be seen just that was poor um, like not having the Dudleys at Manhattan Centre made no sense as well. Uh, you had 
APA and doing their usual poker thing in the back and all that, and that's fine. But I quite enjoyed that because that's what they basically did throughout the attitude. That's what they die. That's what I'm saying. But you've just lumped people into that just to get them in, and it's like, right, yeah. well, where was Mick Foley? What a waste of MVP. Exactly. Um, I don't even know if The Rock was mentioned. Obviously, I get Hogan's name still a wee bit taboo, and I'm not going to mention that. Uh, punk Pipe as well, punk. I suppose. Just a real bad show. Um, <laughs> a lot of people at the, the Hammersmith were, no ha- were not happy at all. A lot of bullshit chants, refund chants, they, they were not happy. Um, and to be honest, like they got absolutely... They got robbed of their money. Um, just and I, and at first, I was really, really intrigued by the two-site uh, venue. I was like, "That's going to be very interesting how the, how that works." It just didn't work at all. Yeah, it was a mess. And I hope Barclays, that... Barclays was too too sort of top heavy and too much of a talent there. I really hope that this is a see the back to revival. <laughs> <laughs> They had over four million people viewing Raw. Their biggest. I'm not actually sure. They've not saw the. I think it was, it was over it was. four anyway. So that's their yeah. biggest audience since probably the Raw 1000 mm-hmm. um, that have watched it, and they'll say, "Oh, that revival! They were a heap of shite." Oh well, I won't bother watching again. I got to see the Outlaws. Fuck <sighs> off, man! Oh, I'm raging, absolutely raging. You know what I'm. And I've mentioned this before. Do you know what I hate? What? See when Vince McMahon comes out and people fucking cheer. And then but yet you fucking boo Roman. I that, that was. Are you fucking? Are you stupid? Like, ex- please explain the thought process. And I've saw people saying, "Well, he's Mister McMahon. He's a character. He's not Vince McMahon, the owner, sort of thing." If you know what I mean, so he plays two different people, right? Okay. We might not see him again for a while. Fine, I understand he comes and goes, and it is a big deal when he appears. But, so, this is a guy that's quote-unquote shoving Roman down your throat. Aye. Even though even though Roman's not held the, the world title, you know, God knows how long. But anyway, <laughs> I just don't get it. Don't get me wrong, if you want to cheer, cheer. Just... Stop booing Roman because you think it's a cool thing to do. Yeah, I'm with you now. I never but, outright booed him, but I'm on his side now. Well, I'm sorry, right? Guys put on spectacular matches his last sort of two or three years. And I've said it before, and I feel I'm repeating myself. He's had these great matches with Dean, Seth, AJ, Brock, Braun, um, the ones with Joe, he was involved in Fatal 4 way, forgetting the Cena one. And I've I've said to you, what is the common denominator in all of those matches? Roman. He plays his part. Now he's not. I'm not going to say he's. I'm, I'm not even going to say he's he's AJ AJ Styles level because to me I think there's maybe one other guy in that company that I would put alongside AJ. And it's not Roman, but Roman's for pound for pound is right up there along with the rest of the guys. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so, I just find it weird that people s- just lose their mind when they see Vince, Aye. but sort of forget everyone else. Oh, we hate Vince for this and that and this and that. But very fickle. I hate, 
I, I, I are fickle, but at the same time, I understand that oh, it's a rare appearance and stuff like that, but I don't know. Well, now that you mentioned Roman Reigns, I've actually written a new column, which it should be up on the Social Suplex website soon, but it's all about Roman Reigns and how basically the Royal Rumble is his yard. So head over to Social Suplex, it should be up soon, and have a wee read of that and let me know what you think about it, at Ricky and Clive on Facebook and Twitter. And since we're talking about Social Suplex, uh, here is a wee pre-recorded message for everything else you need to know about the network and the brand as we try to get ourselves over. How do folks in Social Suplex land? Just interrupting your regularly scheduled programming for some housekeeping. You're obviously listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. We can be found on Twitter and Facebook at Ricky and Clive. If you've got the Anchor app, add my station 205 Clive. Now, I've decided I won't be using it to post content as such, but we'll be looking at it as more of a listener interaction tool. So if you keep up with us on Twitter, then look out for requests for audio contributions from yourself, whether it's your opinion on a specific topic or potentially a listener's question segment. We'll see what we can do with that. So get up on the anchor and add my station and do the call-in option. I'll keep you posted on information on that as and when it arises. Next up on the Social Suplex Podcast Network, we've got One Nation Radio with your hosts Rich Latta and James Boyd. As well as a normal weekly show, they have a Facebook interaction show, One Nation Live, on Sundays. If you want to get involved in those shows, they are live on the Facebook Wrestling Squared Circle Group. So feel free to join that. Most of the Social Suplex roster are on the Wrestling Squared Circle Group as well. So if you want to come along for some serious discussion about all things wrestling, or just to talk some nonsense, the floor is yours. Rich can be found on Twitter at richlatter 32 and at James Boyd 87 for James as well. Moving on to the SMC Wrestling Podcast, short for the Smart Mark Contrarian Prod. Good format to the shows based on the personalities and opinions of the hosts. Those being Caleb, who is at SMC underscore Calb at C A L B, Rance at It's Ray Cash, R E Y Cash, and Carl at Kervin SMC. Now, last but by no means least is Keeping It Strong Style with Josh and Jeremy. That's at Jeremy L. Donovan on Twitter or at KI Strong Style. These guys are your go-to guide for all things going on in New Japan. Anything you want to know, these guys have got you covered and they're doing some excellent things so far. All of these lovely shows can be found on the Social Suplex Podcast Network, so put that into your search engine on whatever app you use. Remember, drop us a rating and review and help us get over. Most of us have got Anchor apps, all used differently for different reasons and to benefit yourself, so check out the show notes for details on how to describe to each of our stations. Don't forget, socialsuplex.com has loads of written work as well as the podcasts. We've got columns, news, TV product reviews, fantasy G1's results, you name it, we've got it covered. So there you go, all the Social Suplex goodness you can get your hands on. Back to the show. Right, hello again, Ricky, how are you? <laughs> you know, did you did you read that message I sent about Roman coming out in the Undertaker thing? Aye, I saw that somewhere on Twitter. 
Oh, on Twitter, I saw that and I was like, oh, I love that. Imagine that happened. That would have been amazing. <laughs> I think it would have been a bit cheesy. It would have been cheesy as hell, but they've been promo of a year, two years in a row for oh, Roman. Not this promo of the year shite again. What? Oh, well, let's move on. Have you got anything at all to say about SmackDown this week? I enjoyed this, the two AJ match. I thought it was decent. I enjoyed it. Uh, Sammy won. He did won a match with the Blue ending, Thunderbomb. But did you see the ending to Nakamura and uh, Baron Corbin? I bet Orton. Oh, that, that was that was excellent. I really enjoyed that. The sort of getting into the end of days and Naka spins out and gets tries to get an armbar and then tries to set him up with the uh, Kinsasha and then all of a sudden literally Orton I didn't even like I couldn't believe it like I never saw him at all came flying out of nowhere and hit an RKO out of nowhere unbelievable unbelievable Um other than that nah nah I really don't have too much to say about it no. Um very poor go home show in my opinion I think I don't know like sometimes the go home shows they are disappointing but to Royal Rumble how I suppose we got just about enough of what we were needing or wanting in a way I suppose um, you saw Orton attack, like hitting RKO and Nakamura's like yeah he's a face and so is Nakamura but it's a case of doesn't matter, Roy Rumble, every man from himself. You got the a slight tease of what might go down. Uh, I saw, I saw a preview of like AJ and Kato and AJ and Sammy. How this, how the the styles might um, gel. Um, but I say is it's just I like I'm I'm not I don't have anything and I'm sort of struggling right now to see anything like oh this stood out. It was just really that ending to the Naka match that I really enjoyed. Aye, it was good, and Orton, we could get a wee mini feud with Orton and Nakamura, which would be good to see. That would be excellent to see. Hopefully Orton um, brings his A-game for a change. But I've, think, not, I've not got much else to say about SmackDown, so... No, I think, well, obviously, some people might have thought we were going to get Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Roode, for the US title, whatever, at SummerSlam, but obviously we won't get that now. I think what will happen there is Bobby Roode will come into the Rumble first and then Ziggler will come down later. Um, By the way, I think Ziggler does come back on Sunday and I think there's an outside chance that he could win it. There's an outside chance that... Ziggler could win it. I, there's an outside chance that anyone can win it. I don't think... I can't see it happening though. No, I mean, I know outside chance that anyone can win it but I, I, think, that, I, think, I think there's a there's a decent possibility he could I don't see it but I think there still is a decent possibility because you could go on and win it and then he could be like in the short term I've got other um, things to deal with and then calls it Bobby Roode and then you could have Roode potentially still winning and retaining the US title but I think we'll see him on Sunday and we'll probably get into that in, in a bit more depth later on I will we'll touch on the previews and predictions for the Rumble in a wee while but we'll do a I know you're not a big watcher of NXT on a weekly basis, but we'll do a quick preview of the takeover. And um, Sad Boy on Twitter, S A D B O I, um, he's been interacting with us quite a bit recently, and he dropped us an anchor. It's Sand Boy, not Sad. Oh, it's Sad. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I read his handle wrong. 
You did get his hand on wrong, son. I apologise. Um, but we've got an anchor from Sad Boy with his takeover preview predictions, so... A fellow Scott. A fellow Scott. Just a wee reminder, if you want to drop us a line about anything you want, any questions, or if I let you know about some sort of topic that we're going to cover, then keep an eye out on social media um, so I can get your anchor call-ins. But here we hear from Sad Boy. Alright boys, it's Sad Boy here. Um, for NXT TakeOver Philadelphia, uh, tag titles I reckon, Undisputed Era Detain, uh, War Machine debuting soon, so I don't think AOP are going to be going anywhere, but I can't see them winning it back. Um, aye, Almas retains due to shenanigans. Either Dream or Champa's going to screw Gargano, or we're going to get a curveball and have the Dream attack Almas. He's all about the mind games, so could see some of that. Uh, Big Ali Black versus Adam Cole, baby. Uh, Ali Black, he's going undefeated until Mania time. And Ember versus Shana. Shana's got this in. Ember's done. So, Sandboy referred to Alistair Black as Ali Black. How amazing is that? <laughs> <laughs> that was excellent. Loved it. I know. Loved it. Uh, and he's, I don't think I've ever heard anyone be more certain in all my days of the women's outcome, the women's championship match outcome, basically saying that uh, Shayna's winning that, Ember's done. <laughs> uh, sorry, who? Ember's done. Ember uh, Just fucking I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to predict that one because it's quite weird in that for the first time. In a long time, you don't really know who's going to win an NXT Women's Championship match. Mm-hmm. And, and I kind of, I, I wouldn't go as far as done, but I think there might be an outside chance then that she might come up. But I think, I think she'll definitely be involved in the Rumble. There's there's like twelve spaces left, and I don't see all quote unquote legends coming back for that. So there'll definitely need to be NXT call ups for that. And I think there always was. And I think Ember Moon's. Um, the best of the bunch in my opinion and I think you'd probably expect her to make some sort of cameo appearance at Rumble whether or not at least her um, staying on the main roster uh, full time but I think she'll definitely be involved in the Rumble I liked the idea of Sad Boy's idea of Velveteen Dream throwing a wee curveball and attacking Almas we know now that Dream gets inside the minds of his opponents and if if Champa does so that's the thing, if Dream and Champa return on the same night, there's quite a lot of shenanigans involved there, but if Champa does return, they don't need the title uh, Champa and Gargano don't need the title to fight over and it does actually beef up the card for the next takeover, which could end up being a monster of a card, so Yeah, because um, I, uh, I think Champa does <coughs> come back um, I, think, like, I think we said it last week, I think, or the week before that he'll probably cost Gargano the title Aye. and then they'll move on and then I think at Mania time projecting ahead you'll probably see Alistair Black Ali Black yep being in the title winning it probably so I um, I'm looking forward to uh, oh, looking forward to the Velveteen Dream match um, I think Triple H just announced that the other day and I think a lot of people thought it was going to be like a a street fight or a no holds barred or whatever, but I don't know if you saw Triple H. I think it was a tweet or it was a conference call. I think it was sent in the Facebook group as well. 
he was like, no, ECW and all that's a thing of the past, we're a thing of the future and stuff like that, so I'm kind of looking forward to that match. Um, oh, you mean the Ali Black versus Adam Cole one? Oh, sorry, I thought I thought it was a Velveteen, Velveteen Dream match they were talking about, sorry, yeah. Velveteen uh, Dream. I'm looking forward to, to Alistair Black and um, Adam Cole as well. It's Velveteen Dream versus Cassius Ono, now I'm not sure yeah. if that's going to be a dark match or not. Right. Um, but I, I also I saw I don't know if you I don't know where I saw it, I'm sure it was Twitter, but I think Pete Dunn's gonna be there as well. He is probably I someone in the group had said that Pete Dunn had cancelled his mm-hmm. indie mm-hmm. date that for that it. weekend. So that was it, that was it. There's a, every possibility that he's just gonna be on the, the tapings for like the next week's NXT and like the normal T V show side of things. But the more he's on telly, I'm happy with that. I think. So, are you thinking EC3 might be take over, or are we just assuming he's probably going to go straight to the main roster? <sighs> Is this for the the random segment of the takeover where they have a free agent in the crowd? Mm-hmm. Well, they'll probably have Ricochet, War Machine, and Candice LeRae sitting at ringside. That's true, actually. They're In real. fact, they'll, they'll go go to her before the championship match, mm-hmm. and she will, she'll get involved. Oh, Selena Vega will bat her fuck out of Candice LeRae. This is Maybe. going to be a pure shenanigan heavy match. I'm just fantasy booking here. Look, I don't know. It could be many a shenanigan match in that match, but EC3. I mean, he's not even been signed yet, has he? Well, it may have, but they just haven't announced it, and I think they won't announce it because I sort of half expect them to go to the main roster and, and rumble as a surprise. So I think they're obviously the reason why they announced um, Candice LeRae, um, Ricochet, and War Machine is that they always had the intention of putting them down to, um, not down to, sorry, putting them down to. They were always going to NXT, and I think with EC3 having some sort of experience in. WWE, I think they probably feel comfortable enough knowing that he'll know what to do and how to wrestle their way in the hard cam and all that nonsense. Ah, the hard cam. <laughs> Is there a hard cam in TNA with a six-sided ring? No idea. Is TNA still going? Oh, fuck. Um, anyway, will we move on to the Rumble then? Our preview and prediction segment? Yeah. Right, so for this part of the show we're going to do things a wee bit differently so we'll still go through the matches and stuff like that and see what we want to happen Uh, and we've got Barry and JR's predictions to add to our own predictions for the predictions league which we've been having going on for a while but I've decided to have a wee twist this week uh, and include the guys over at the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group so basically we'll still have our own wee predictions league but we'll face off against the guys on the Facebook group I've asked them over the course of the week to vote who they think is going to win the matches. So it gives a wee bit of intrigue to who's on the pulse, on the button and all that stuff. So the first match that we will cover is, where are my notes? We've got the Raw Tag Team Titles match. So Ricky, myself, JR and the Facebook group uh, have went for the bar. Cesaro and Sheamus and Barry has went for Rollins and Jason Jordan JJ Security 
I'll miss them. <laughs> oh, I'll miss that Seth run. It was a good Seth run, wasn't it? I can't wait for him to get the title again. Seth's amazing. He's another outside chance of winning the Rumble as well. Oh, I would love it if he won the Rumble. Oh, could you imagine if he won the Rumble and decided what to challenge AJ? Oh, Jesus Christ. Can you... when, earlier on when I mentioned the only person I would put in the same bracket is AJ and it company that other person is Seth. Can you imagine the pop if Seth won? Seth Rollins, man. Oh, what a guy. Unbelievable. So even though we have a hard-on for Seth Rollins, we've went for the bar to win. Mm-hmm. Um, Rollins and Jay... JJ, Jeff Jarrett himself, Double J, um, they've got a different story going on at the moment, and I don't think they need the tag titles to tell that story, especially with the road to WrestleMania as well. So the bar are always there; they're the sort of the steady, the steady sort of team that most of the feuds have revolved around for the last year and so, uh, sorry, the last year or so. So I would say the bar, I think that's going to be quite an easy win for them. Do you, you agree with that then, I since you picked them? <laughs> yeah, um, I'll go with the bar as well, obviously, like you says. And to me, it, it kind of makes sense because at some point, we're going to get the titles off Seth and Jason Jordan because I think it's going to lead to a programme with them too. I actually said last week, I think it's going to lead to a match at WrestleMania with those two. I'd be happy with that. I would be happy purely from the wrestling aspect of it. I think it was really, really good. And then, I say, I think it makes sense because you've probably you've got what one more pay per view between um, Rumble and Mania, which is is it Elimination Chamber. So you could technically do the rematch there, and then you could build Seth and Jason Jordan um, to WrestleMania there after that. So to me, it just sort of makes sense. The timing's right. And it will just give us that, and again, you continue the tease of Jason Jordan's heel turn, or just a continuation that those two don't get along, and something's going to blow up. Aye, I think it will be a good match, and their story will develop over that night. But the next match for me has got a potential for being a fucking match of the year. Never mind match of the night or the weekend. You get a SmackDown tag titles, Usos versus Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable, and a two out of three falls match. My word, that is going to be something special. That's going to be on a pre-show, isn't it? But see, even if it is, man, I don't care. I just want to see that match so badly. Same, it's going to be excellent. And I've went with American Alpha 2.0 to get the win. I don't know if the whole J.U.S.O. arrest is playing in my mind or why I'm picking them. I genuinely don't have a proper reason for picking them. I just think... I don't know. I, I said I don't have much in-depth analysis about it. It's just a sort of gut feeling. Um, right. And it could be some sort of dodgy finish in a sense that they're pinning their own guy again or someone gets a foot in a rope and the ref doesn't see it or something like that that might continue the feud. Um, but I just, I could see uh, American Alpha 2.0 winning it. Right. I think um, because what you were saying there, there could be another dodgy finish and I think that'll make... American Alpha 2.0 even more angry more bitter and they're going to turn the heel heelometer up even higher mm-hmm. to get some sympathy on the Usos so I think the Usos will win here overall The Barry has also went for Chad and Shelton but the rest is myself JR and the Facebook group all went for the Usos 
So that's three to two there. Staying with SmackDown, we've got what's turned into a pretty lacklustre and disappointing wee shit, whatever it is, the WWE title on SmackDown. You've got AJ versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Every one of us have all went for AJ there. Um, I hope that does stay the case. I don't know what's going on with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn at the moment and Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon. There's a lot of teasing going on for management with this whole Daniel Bryan situation. But I can't see... I think they do want to keep AJ holding that title all the way up to uh, WrestleMania. And he deserves it. He did some good work for them last year. A short notice match with Finn Balor. He pulled a, a match, an actual match, out of Brock Lesnar as well. Carried oh, a great match that was. Right. He's carried the, black, carried the blue brand on his shoulders for a long time. So, as a thank you, I think they're going to keep him with the title all the way up to Mania. Do you agree? Yeah. I think, in part, because I kind of have a feeling that this is a start of breakup of KO and Sammy. Yeah. And I kind of, um, I know you're saying you're not looking forward to it, you don't care or whatever, sorry. I'm looking forward to it. I am. I think it could Just be a good match. Just to see what's going to happen. Yeah, I think the ending of the match is going to be very, very intriguing. And I think that's what I'm most looking forward to. Just how they go about doing it and does someone turn on the other one? Does someone else get involved? So I'm, I'm quite intrigued by it. See, because of this stipulation, there is a chance that they'll walk away as a champ. I'd be stunned if they did. I wouldn't be stunned. I would be su- surprised as to where they go, what the direction would be. But it's not. It's not definitely going to be AJ. I mean, there's a couple. Of, there's a paper view. Have they got is SmackDown got Fastlane this year? Aye, they do. As a Fastlane, they've got a pay per view anyway. There's room for a couple of title switches in there, and I can't. I wouldn't be overly shocked if Kevin and Sammy walked away with the title. I would rather AJ kept it just to oh, keep aye. him as that strong champion and how he's, over, he's beaten, overcome the odds, and that will make him look even bigger and better, and then ultimately that will who, whoever he may face at Mania, and if he loses it, then that person will get an even bigger rub. Uh huh. So we'll see, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in that one anyway. Mm-hmm. Now we have the first ever Women's Royal Rumble. Uh, just to let you everyone know that if you get this person right, you will get 10 points. That's a whopping 10 points added onto your score if you get the prediction right. Mm-hmm. Now there are only four, one, two, there are only three different people picked. Me, you, you and I picked Asuka. Right, you've given yourself. I haven't. I haven't asterisked next to that because I still need to make my mind up. Really. Well, you've said a bonus. I'll give you a bonus five points for Ronda debuting in the twenties. In the twenties specifically, and wins. I would. I would. Um, if you're open to it, I'll increase that. I'll take. I'll. If you would give me the full ten, right? If Ronda debuts between the numbers twenty six and thirty, and goes on to win it. Bonus ten points on top, right? So, oh, I'll get ten either way, but I don't know how the guys will feel about that. So you'll get ten points if you pick Asuka to win it, and ten points and if she does, and then ten if if she doesn't win it, but Ronda wins it after debuting between twenty six and thirty, and she wins it, then I get the ten points. I don't want to see her in it, to be honest with you. 
to me, and my thinking right behind it is this, you're not going to debut her at number one because you cannot expose her to that much because, quite frankly, she's not going to be that very... She, she'll, she'll bring her MMA sort of styles into it so it'll so look realistic, but at times you're going to be like, oh, that looks terribly fake. It just doesn't look real. It doesn't look natural. So I think if you bring her in very, very late, and she may even come out at number 30, you limit her exposure. Mm-hmm. And, and to, in turn, like what you do is you just you protect her, but you also have that intrigue. You're like, oh, I didn't see enough of her. I want to, keep, I want to see a little bit more of her. Um, but I can, I'll, I'll pick one out of two if you're not willing to go I'm along f- with it. I'm fine with it. There's no one else here to argue with you, so I'm all right with that. Um, Barry and the Facebook group also picked Rousey, but in terms of someone coming in at, coming in at 30, JR has decided that Stephanie McMahon Helmsley will come in at 30. <laughs> she'll, she'll fucking launch the announce table up in the air and say, ah, it's time for me now, and then she'll come in and win the Rumble. I can't see it happening, but you never know. JR is steadily climbing the predictions table. I can't see it happening, but I have a legit fear that it could happen. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised in the least. And that's why that's why I was laughing in the group earlier on when JR sent it. I was like laughing out of like, oh my god, this could actually happen. Um, surely not. Surely not. Like that would shit all over your so-called women's rev- uh, revolution. Well, they shit all over it with Carmela. I kind of like Carmela now, by the way. <laughs> uh, I've not, I've not been. I forgot to say that I saw a lot of her videos with a new date, and I'm like, ah, oh, she's brilliant. I don't mind her at all, to be honest with you. But I can I understand. I do get why people were furious that mm-hmm. Ellsworth won the first women's money in the bank. So mm-hmm. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them to do something similar. I think the thing with me though is that the reason why you shit all over your, let's say, just so-called women's revolution, because it's not a women's revolution anymore. You fucked that up completely yourselves. Like he's on such a strong position and you just book people so badly that a lot of people have stopped caring about Bailey of all people. Um, you had so many great matches you could have done but you just didn't do them. You had so many great moments but you didn't capitalise on them. So yes, there was a women's revolution but you have done everything in your power to prevent it going any further just because of your... just how inept and stupid you are. Um but I think if Stephanie wins it, that would be a, a massive slap in the face to every single one of them. Do you know what would be amazing? If halfway through it, R-Truth music hits. And cut. <laughs> <laughs> you know where I'm going with this, don't you? Yes. So halfway through, number 15 or 16, R-Truth music hits and he comes down, fucking bouncing about the place like a nutter, gets in the ring and says, oh, this is a women's Royal Rumble, and says, oh, my bad. <laughs> And just sort of. It was, remember, it was a segment with Corporate Kane, Dolph Ziggler, and Roman Reigns. Oh, where he came in. And um, was he talking about money in the bank? How he was going to climb a ladder? And Kane's like, What the hell are you talking about? You're not even here. And he's like, You're not even in the match. And he was like, Oh, really? And like, in the ring, Roman and Dolph looked like they were legit laughing like they, like they couldn't contain themselves. Aye, did they not uh, come into a rumble one year and started... <laughs> climbing the ladder? Aye. <laughs> Shout out to Artruth. God, that was unbelievable, little Jimmy. So I'm giving myself a bonus 50 points if uh, Artruth comes Arthur, down. If, 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 I, I would give you that. Smoking a cigarette. I would, I would, I would, I would concede 
the entire um, predictions to you, you'd win. Aye, smoking a cigarette as well. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I gave the rest Do of the you... team's predictions, aye. Sorry? What were you saying there, sorry? Do you think Ronda will debut though, no? Nah, I don't think so. See, I would personally, if, if she does, she has to win it then, I think. But then I say it's in a Facebook thing and I have to stick by it that I would then have Asuka win a title between sort of post-Rumble and Mania and then you would have Asuka and Ronda Rousey for the title. Oh, that's not bad. Mania. That's quite good. And I think, I've always felt you've got to have someone worthy of someone very worthy and someone very special to break Asuka's streak either someone who's very established or someone who you know is going to be an absolute superstar so for me it was always going to be Charlotte Flair mm-hmm. but now Ronda Rousey fits the bill I understand people say that oh well she just knew and she's blah 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 she'll have been in business for a couple of months she'll, she might not even be able to have that great matches but it's the legitimacy of her name People can point their last couple of defeats and whatever, right? But see, before that, like, doesn't matter. She was beating people up and all that. And people can say whatever they want about her opponents. But she took um, not just women's MMA, but MMA in general. She helped elevate that to a whole other level. And she became an absolute superstar. So she brings a reputation with her. Um, and I think that would be a worthy person to beat Asuka and end her streak. And, I, and you know I've been very wary of the way Asuka's been booked and I've been very how restriction broken just yet and it needs to be done not at a random raw but at a big time event, a big time moment by someone you know who is really going to become a massive massive name in women's wrestling. We shall see I'm not really buying it at the moment and I don't want it to happen but from what you're saying there that sounds like it would be good booking. For the men's rumble have you forgotten the, the Universal title match? Ah, uh, no wonder. No fucking wonder I forgot about it. Really? Um, everyone apart from the Facebook group said Brock and the Facebook group said Braun. Now, I think I think did a few of them picked Braun, didn't they? 18 people, so I'm actually wondering if they wanted Braun to win. So, if anyone is listening to this... Wait, there's like there's 18 people in that Facebook group? <laughs> no, no, for fuck's sake. 18 people voted for Braun. Oh, right, okay. Oh, in our poll, right, okay, yeah. But I think some of them might have been confused by my badly worded post. Yeah, they probably want to, won't. So if anyone's listening to this and you don't actually want Braun to win, please let me know. Sorry, if you. If you. You know what I'm saying. If you think yep. I've made a mistake, let me know and I'll change the predictions. Uh, I've. Brock's going to win this. There's no point in even having the fucking match in the first place. Braun's been destroying capital cities. He's been destroying countries, and it's going to be for nothing. I think um, several people on the social suplex um, Facebook Messenger chat. They several of them picked Braun as well. Uh, I think James did, and I'm not sure who else did though. Um, anyway. Uh, I'll go with Brock, but I'm. I wouldn't say I've got high hopes for the match. I'm kind of looking forward to it because it could be one of those hot messes that WWE produced. Oh. Like, so good that I think it could be. I think it could be. I think it could be utter total chaos and carnage. Kane's going to take the pin. I said last week, 
and I say in my my predictions when I sent to Jeremy to the social suplex uh, on my picks, um, I would put the tight one brawn. Like you have to capitalise on it at some point, and if you're not going to do it now, you're not going to do it for a very, very, very long time, if ever. Um, but I'm going to go Brock. I think it's pretty. If the rumours are true, it's obvious. Then it seems pretty obvious that Brock wins, unless somehow it, they go with Braun and then Brock wins it back again before Mania. But I don't see that happening. But I think I've got I've got hopes that this could be a real good match, just because I think it's going to be a bit chaotic, and I think that's the only way you're really going to grip a lot of people. It will be chaos, but apart from that, I don't care about it. No, I know, but I think I think. I think I think you will. I think you could enjoy it though. I think once that once you do see how chaotic it is and just how the kind of stuff is happening, I think you're going to be gripped and I think you'll you'll accept. Obviously, Brock's going to win, but I think you'll be like, do you know what? I kind of enjoyed that match. Hopefully, hopefully, I enjoy most of the night. Um, but it's quite telling that I forgot to mention it. I would say, and that that was another shite segment of Raw Twenty Five as well. I thought I thought you were doing it intentionally. Leaving that match out? No, no. I'm leaving the best to last, the the biggie, the mm. men's rumble. Another the ten, biggie. the biggie, the biggie. Uh, uh, another men's, another ten points for the win here. Uh, myself, Barry, and Nakamura. <laughs> 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 myself, Barry, and the Facebook group went for Nakamura. Jr. has went for Roman Reigns, and you have went for. Drum roll, please. Surprise, surprise. Rusev. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't locked him in. Have you locked him in in the super? No, co- I've not the locked Social him up suplex yet. super column. Yeah, for that one, I did. Well, you can't change it now. Mm, yes, I can. This is a different, different show. We moan about continuity every single fucking week. You can't change it now. Why not? I put in the table subject to change. Card subject to change. It happens all the time. Right. Right, fine, fine. Rusev to win, right, but I'm going to get a bonus point, so I'm going to say something outrageous then. Right, give yourself 10 bonus points then. For. What? The final four <laughs> will be Nakamura, Roman, Dolph Ziggler. And a geek. Are you ready for it? <laughs> Fuck. Who? Daniel Don't... Bryan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say CM Punk there. And I was going to fucking... Oh, I should have said like, Final Four is going to be CM Punk, Phil Brooks, <laughs> uh, M- Mr. Brooks, and um, Phil Punk. <laughs> uh... Oh, I love CM Punk. I gathered that. Can I give you some fantasy booking? Now, I would love, can you imagine the pop again if Seth wins, right? But indulge me for a moment and indulge me yet again as I... Sexually? Aye, why not? Indulge me yet again as I wax lyrical about Jason Jordan. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Can you imagine the heat that Jordan would get if he won the Rumble? Let's say in a fantasy world that him and Seth retain... Sorry, I retain the tag titles. So Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins both enter the Rumble still as the tag champs. 
and Jordan ends up winning the whole thing. Can you imagine how smug he would be? How much he would be rubbing it in Seth's face? He's like, yeah, we might be tag champs, but I've got the chance to be the, the next champ. And he just becomes more cocky and more arrogant and more egotistical by the week, rubbing it in. And also, he starts rubbing it in with his dad because Kurt Angle couldn't best Lesnar in 2003 when all was said and done. I think Lesnar won that feud overall, if my memory serves me correctly. Jordan will be saying to Kurt, look, Dad, I've got the chance to do what you couldn't do 15 years ago. Aren't you so proud of me? And it'll just take that heat up a few notches to where folk cannot stand him. And the Jason Jordan experiment is just a big, massive success, and I'll be singing for the rooftops. Um, first of all, no. Um, how about this? If they win or retain, sorry, if they retain or lose it, either or doesn't matter, Jason Jordan eliminates Seth. I think that's going to happen. But, yeah. Jason, Jordan, Jason Jordan will eliminate Seth. That's possible. If they retain, even if they retain or they don't, doesn't matter. I think Jason Jordan could well eliminate Seth, which again increases the tension. Um, I'll take my Daniel Bryan one back if that's all right. Right, hurry up because I need to type this out again. So, who were your final four? It was Nakamura, Roman, Dolph Ziggler, and I will go Finn Balor. Interesting. Right, that's it noted. Are you expecting any sort of big surprise? Return and or story development or just just some sort of return, I suppose. I'm not sure actually. There's like I know I've picked Nakamura. Um I think just the way it's worked out. I didn't really believe the rumours about AJ and Nakamura headline in WrestleMania. But the way things have panned out, Roman Reigns is going to be busy with Brock. I can't, but I can't see Roman winning the Rumble. I think he'll win a number one contendership match at the Chamber. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have got their thing going on with each other. That sounds quite sexual, and so that leaves Nakamura with a an opportunity. So I think it will be Naka, but massive surprises. I've not got a Scooby Doo. I've not got a clue at all what's going to go down so I'm going in with a um, blank canvas I'm looking forward to it though same I'm, I'm really looking forward to it I'm, Rumble is one of my absolute favourite pay-per-views um, I think the Royal Rumble match itself is probably my, my most favourite match just because of how random and how crazy it could be um, I think Del Sigler comes back and I think he comes back I think he comes back to a massive pop really? yes um, I understand not a lot of people are fans of him. Like, I even went off him. I just think that promo before he left, like, it, I think got a lot of people talking, a lot of people thinking. I think he'll come back to a pop. Um, <sighs> Daniel Bryan just isn't going to happen at all. Like, not a fucking chance. And I'm not just saying that just like to, to like, so I don't get my hopes up. Because I, I still have my hopes up. Like I thought he could have been in last year. I thought CM Punk was going to appear last year as well. Or oh, speaking of CM Punk, his return is imminent as well. <laughs> oh, um, surprise, surprise. 
We go through this all the time. I mean, I predicted Kurt's return. Mm-hmm. Right? Anyway. EC3, <laughs> I think, will most likely uh, appear as well. I think Velveteen Dream will have a cameo and he'll get a big right. pop. Pete Dunn as well, probably. Oh, yes. <sighs> I don't know who else. I think there's still one person out there that is going to be like, oh, I didn't see that coming at all. I just don't know who it could be. I kind of wonder if Braun's going to be in it again in the Rumble. I, I, don't, I don't know, I doubt it. Then again, Roman was in the title match last year, wasn't he? And he still entered the Rumble, but... I'm going to have a wild one and say Taker will be in it. And he'll hone in on Cena. I'm not giving myself any bonus points, but that's the kind of surprise I think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I think something along those sort of lines will happen, something relatively big. Um, they need to develop some sort of progression because there was none on Raw there for anything. I just, I just, I'm trying to rack, rack my brain. I just can't think who I might, who it might be. It definitely isn't going to be Daniel Bryan. Anyway, um, but I think Dolce goes back. Right. Um, Rusev will probably come in number one and be first one person, first person eliminated and over out. Um, but I, that's it. That's it. I, I, but all I, all I do know is I'm really looking forward to just about every single match on that card. Um, I am actually. I'm really looking forward to all of them. I think every single one of them have got a bit of intrigue for me. Every single one is going to pull me in in a different way, and like I say, um, just genuinely, genuinely excited to watch us. Um, so I'll be, I'm off work on Monday as well, so I'll be staying up live to watch it. Oh, you lucky man! I believe John Ross as well is off, so he'll be staying up. I'm not too sure about Barry. Hopefully, he's off as well, and no doubt the three of us will be talking. But oh. I've, I've got high hopes. I'm happy that, for you all getting to watch it that, live. I really am. Nah, I must like. I must. I must like last year. Where was it? What did I do last year? Oh, well, I went. I went. I took a half day from work and went and watched it. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm off on Monday, which is good, and I'll get to watch it live. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And I know I say that quite a lot about a lot of pay-per-views, but this one, I genuinely am very, very excited about it. Good. I'm, I'm looking forward to it as well and I'm looking forward to it so much that why don't we do a Royal Rumble themed quiz right now why not it's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends a fucking WWE quiz now since it's just the two of us we are going to quiz each other. No need for any buzzers or anything, but I'll ask you some questions and then you ask me some questions. Will we take turns or will we just... Will we just yeah, we could, yeah, we could take turns. It'll make it slightly a wee bit interesting, I suppose. And it could cancel out if someone has the same question. Yep. Right, so you go first, Ricky. The floor is yours. The floor is mine. Right, okay, though. Question number one. Again, obviously Royal Rumble related now. Here we go. Question number one. At the 2017 Royal Rumble, I forgot to mention. Sorry, just a what? Sorry, it's, uh, just 
I realised my question about this guy. I think is coming back on Sunday. That's right. Okay. Uh, two thousand seventeen Royal Rumble. Neville beat who to to defend his cruiserweight title? Neville's coming back on Sunday. Ah, oh, fucking yes, he is. Him and Pete Dunne. Uh, but he's not come back for the cruiserweight title though. Bigger, bigger, bigger picture, bigger fries, bigger uh, fish to fry. Bigger, bigger picture, bigger fries, bigger fish to <laughs> fry. Fuck uh, you, Enzo. <laughs> Fuck Enzo. Um, Funny thing was when, when Rich Rich like, I kept saying it on his podcast, kept trying to put on some. I think it was like a Scottish accent. It's kind of funny. It was. It was a good attempt. It was, it was a decent attempt. I'm proud of him, bro. Well done, bro. Well done, bro. Bro, bro. <laughs> We're so not cool. I know we are the most, we are the biggest geeks of all time. Uh, what was the question? Aye, Neville beat Rich Swan. Right, well done. My question to you is: Who holds the record for the longest time in a one single Royal Rumble? Um, I want to kind of say. Chris Jericho, but I don't know why I think that. Uh, well, I give you three possibilities. No, no, it's fine. Um, I believe this guy came in first or second or something and won it. Right. Is it Ray It is Ray Ray. 619. Did he come in first or second, didn't he? I can't remember, but he did. He it seems like it was over an hour anyway, so he must have been, I think. Your turn. Right. It was over Name the first two entrants to the 2017 Royal Rumble. Oh. I haven't a fucking clue. Pass. Oh, I'll give you a clue. One guy's injured and the other guy's no longer with the company. Oh, Big Cast and Enzo? No, Big Cast and Jericho. Random. Um, Cass was actually eliminated first. Quite surprised at the time. Um, my question: Who has the shortest time in the rumble with one second? She used to be the warlord, and I'm almost certain Santino was yeah, there. That's it. That's is it right, Santino? Because well it was Kane, I think, because then as soon as he got eliminated, they started shouting, no, 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 I wasn't ready. Aye. <laughs> That's right. He I'm sure, I'm like sure K- uh, King Booker got papped super early once as well, did he not? I can't remember. Um, right, your turn. <clears throat> Who won the 2012 Royal Rumble? <sighs> This is a mix, a mishmash here. There's a three-year period where they all blend in together. It wasn't Del Rio. It, it, was, uh, it was Seamus. Correct. Thank you. I was going to give you the, the final four or the final two. Um, who has the most rumble appearances? Most rumble appearances... Hmm. 
it's got to be somebody like Kane, you would assume. Um, Correct answer. Well done. Uh, is it? Aye. <laughs> uh, just, it just because he's obviously had the most eliminations and stuff like that, so you just assume it's got to be somebody like him. Uh-huh. Right, my son. Um, name the last two in the 2001 Royal Rumble. Austin and Kane. 2001? Yes. Sorry, did I type that in right? No. No, I didn't because, sorry, I think it might have been 2011. When I say sorry. 11? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it was Del Rio and someone. Folks, hold on, because I'm going to make a complete mess of this. Oh, for fuck's sake. No, I don't think I did. Just pick another question. <laughs> no. I did, I wrote the wrong fucking year down, didn't I? Ah, great. Why don't you tell me the two wrestlers and I'll tell you the year. Okay. Edge and Cena. Oh, maybe to two thousand and eight. That is. You don't know, do you? Incorrect. All oh, right. Well, it was two thousand and ten then. Ah, uh, two thousand and ten. Two thousand and ten. Um, right, my one. Who has spent the longest time in the rumble? Over all the rumbles, with near like four hours and fifty six minutes on the clock. Jer- Jericho, in it. Yep, he is the Royal Rumble Iron Man. I get four out of four. I don't know. I've lost track of everything. No, I do. You've got two out of four, but I'm going to give you that last one since I fucked the question up so bad. Um, at the same pay per view 2010, Randy Orton beat who in the WWE Championship title match. WWE, it was specifically the WWE one? Yeah, the Raw one. The Raw, Raw brand. Shamu? Sheamus? Oh, wrong. He beat... Do you know what? I fucked this again. Oh, right. Do you know what? You're not allowed to ask any more questions. Damn. What's going on here? Sheamus won the title at the TFC. I know, but I think I got the year wrong. Yes, I did. Sorry. 2008... I don't know. I'll give you a clue since I messed that up so bad. Might want to edit this part out. Um, he is currently on the Raw roster. He is currently injured. Big show. Uh, wait, we'll finish. And he was at Raw 25. You I... saw him in a sort of cameo appearance. Injured. <laughs> I don't know. I don't actually have a clue. Brother Nero. Oh, Jeffrey. Mm. Young Jeffrey. Um, how many questions have I asked you? One, two, three, four. Last one, right? Okay. How, name the two wrestlers who have appeared in the Rumble as three separate characters. Now, not one rumble, but rumbles overall. When you mean three separate characters. Right, I'll give you one of them, right? No, no I know one of them's Foley. Right, who's the other one? 
Do you mean like completely different characters? Uh huh. So I. So it's, it's so something like the Undertaker doesn't count because he came as Undertaker and say the American badass. I don't even know what his third one could have been. Well, I'll just tell you, there's a bit of trivia. No. Oh, well, but. Give me, give me a clue, give me a clue. Um, right, this person has quite a lot of records when it comes to the Rumble. Oh, fucking Kane. AKA Isaac Yankum. Isaac Yankum. Is he not Diesel one year? <laughs> Fake Diesel. Right, I've got one for you. Right, is this correct? Yes. So there has been, obviously, Austin's won it the most three times. Uh-huh. Okay. So there has been oh, six six people who have won it twice. Name them. Name. I was going. To, I was. You could name all six if you know them. But I was going to say name five. <laughs> what a difference that is! It, it makes a hell of a difference because if it, it was initially going to be three, but that's too easy. Right, Randy Orton. Yes. Cena. Yes. Batista. Yes. Triple A Don't know who that is, but okay. Triple H. Yep. And uh, let me think, let me think. Austin, I'll give you a clue. Austin's three oh, times. No. Yeah, it doesn't count. I'll give you a clue, right? Right. Both guys, right? They both went it like um back to back. So one of them they both went it back to back. So someone could have won it in like 2016 and 17, the other guy could have won it in, you know, 1980 and 1981. I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head. Just take a guess. Bob Backlund. What? No. Just a random guess. You told me to take a guess. Oh, brother. Just tell me it's half eleven. That was that was your clue, brother. Yes. Um, fucking Bruce Pritchard. Hulk Hogan. And Shawn Michaels with the other two. Shawn Michaels. I knew I knew about Shawn Michaels as well. Um, right, ladies and gentlemen, very sorry for that clusterfuck that was the quiz time tonight. We'll improve for next time. I promise you. We will improve because I, I made my quiz up on the go and. Oh, really? No shite, Sherlock? <laughs> Mate, it, as I say, it's late and I've got some editing to do, so we'll call it quits tonight. Thanks for listening to us. You heard the social suplex stuff earlier on in the show. Shout out again to One Nation Radio, SMC Podcast and Keeping It Strong Style. They're all doing marvellous work. Uh, columns as well. Have you got any shout-outs you want to give, apart from the Queen, Ricky? Uh, just... The guys he mentioned. Um, hopefully, John Ross and Barry, or at least one of them, might be able to join us next week to do the review. Yep. Um, yeah, that's all. Um, looking forward to this Sunday. Um, and I'm looking forward to coming back next week and discussing it with you. Yes, I'm looking forward to speaking to you. And I'm looking forward to speaking to you, the listeners. Have a good Royal Rumble weekend and take care of yourself. <laughs> Right. <laughs> that is a <laughs> I'm still recording though.
Mm, right. See what part out. I might. Right, you saying bye bye? Yeah, uh, what train are you getting tomorrow? <laughs> For fuck's sake. Um, Last question. Uh, four. I don't know. <laughs> okay, goodbye. Right, see you later, peeps. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.